Hey folks, welcome in to On to Waveland. It is the Chicago Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I am Brett Taylor, joined as always by Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney. And uh, we got a few things to chat with you today. Uh, today is Tuesday. And uh, just as we were setting up to record, I mean, literally, I was, I, I have a good excuse. I was a little late for when we were going to be starting, but I have an excuse because I was trying to find information on this is bit of breaking news that we'll introduce to you folks because it's, I think, something you should have on your collective radars, but there isn't a ton that we can dig into right now, and that might still be the case in a day or two, and you'll see why. So the news is this. Uh, the city of Toronto in Canada, uh, home to a couple major sports franchises that we otherwise associate with sports in the United States, uh, just announced that they are barring all public gatherings through June uh, in response to the coronavirus pandemic. And the reason that's notable is, uh, for one thing, it's a significant extension um, of these uh, large gathering bans uh, relative to other municipalities and states and countries right now. So, you know, as we know, um, it tends to be the case in these situations uh, because everybody's trying to be sensitive to the needs of social distancing and, and help managing this outbreak tends to be that other you know countries city states municipalities will pay attention when a major decision like that is made in a, a large city like toronto so um generally worth paying attention to your local area to see what's going on in that regard but obviously we are paying attention to this through the lens of baseball because of course the toronto blue jays uh would be prohibited uh under a ban like this from hosting any games uh, certainly with fans and potentially at all uh, through June. Now, that is, it's worth noting that um, it was always the case that uh, June was, uh, I don't know, I don't want to be too fatalistic on this, but it's it's tough. I think it's been viewed as very tough that we'd be able to be into a regular season by June. Um, and so this may not ultimately matter. But the reality is, as we think about it, a crunched timeline where you're trying to get in uh, readiness for the players, maximize games, even if it comes to being without fans, uh, the possibility of losing all of June um, is is tough. And it's, again, this is just breaking now, so we don't fully know the ramifications because essentially in that emergency deal that the players and the league put together last week, um, they did say that one of the preconditions to starting their regular season was going to be that there were no no more mass bans, um, or, or excuse me, no more bans on mass gatherings, uh, but that they would consider a caveat that like if they were playing without fans, if they could do so safely, et cetera, et cetera, maybe they would still consider. But you got to believe that if Toronto is already taking this step so far in advance to ban mass gatherings in June, not a stretch that other cities will consider uh, the same thing. And so at that point, you start thinking, well, fingers crossed for July, I guess. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into this more as more details you know, become available. But I felt like I couldn't, we couldn't have a podcast out there for the next couple of days that didn't mention this because of the potential implications. So any little bits to add on that, Sahadev, Patrick, before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the the realistic scenario here, the optimistic realistic scenario is at best sometime around July 4th, baseball starting with a three-week uh, 
three week spring training ramping up before that. Uh, it just seems the whole concept of trying to ramp these pitchers back up. Maybe the hitters can get their timing back in a week, just you know, uh, twenty at bats or so. I don't see a scenario where we can have baseball coming back easily in uh, July uh, without, you know, a few weeks of spring training. It, I guess for me, like the pessimism and optimism of whether we have a season at all uh, changes by, you know, the minute as more news comes out and uh, we get different types of forecasts of what we may be seeing in the couple months. But, but Obviously, that's not this latest news with Toronto makes it feel, uh, you know, the pessimism starts to rise again. And, and you have to wonder what what we're looking at as far as a 2020 baseball season. Uh, I think if, from everything that we've read on this, some sort of baseball would be nice, whether it's a real baseball season uh, may not be possible, but some sort of baseball and getting creative. So there's some sort of entertainment at some point. I think baseball players would would love to have that, e even if they can't have what you know any uh, uh, traditional baseball season is out the window. But uh, what would be considered even a real baseball season? Maybe you just have to adjust and and do something. Uh, I know Ken and Evan and others, or maybe it was Ken and Jason who wrote the you know just be creative, entertain people, put something out there at some point when it's safe to do so again. Maybe that's what, what we have to look forward to at uh, right now. Yeah, I think Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. already came out with kind of stay-at-home orders through June 10th, and I'm not sure if anyone was realistically expecting baseball to begin before uh, July as much as people have kind of thrown out hopeful dates. So like you're saying, Brett, there are these kind of very exact specifications that the union and uh, the commissioner's office agreed upon with that, you know, huge disclaimer and a kind of very significant carve out saying that commissioner does have these kind of special powers. And it does seem like both sides have been kind of willing to engage on this and be flexible and be more responsive than they have in the past. So we'll see. Um, I think that everybody by now is familiar with this notion that um, as soon as you feel like you have a good grasp on like how things are going to go, uh, something changes that. And I think the nature of a situation like this is that it's more frequently right now changing in a pessimistic direction. But I think that that's not necessarily always the way it's going to be. And, and I'm not even speaking necessarily just about baseball, but I think that um, just from a, I don't know, broader life perspective, I think it's easy sometimes to feel like um, the lows are the only thing and it's never going to improve. And, and sometimes when things are going great, it's like, well, this is the only thing and it's never going to be worse. And the reality, not, not unlike uh, baseball teams and players that regress to the mean life kind of has a way also of, of eventually smoothing out those highs and those lows and returning to some form of stasis. And, um, so I guess take that as you will, maybe a word of, of nerdy encouragement that, that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see some positive regression at some point in our collective lives. Um, so with that behind us for now, uh, I wanted to mention that we passed a 
significant would have been milestone yesterday. Uh, in fact, in a in in a different time, uh, we would have been recording this podcast today here Tuesday, and even you know it's it's like four thirty where I am. I still probably would have been a little iffy for this podcast. I would have been a little not feeling great. Would have been a little slower on my witticisms. Maybe had to take a break to uh, collect myself because I would have had a lot of fun yesterday because yesterday was going to be the home opener for the Cubs at Wrigley Field, which, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm curious your guys' perspective as uh, members of the reputable media, uh, not a lowbrow fun haver like me. But, uh, you know, obviously that is a it's a holiday. It's a holiday for so many people for so many reasons. And uh, a lot of us would have treated as treated it as such. And, and now it's just the latest moment sacrificed on the altar of trying to get past this pandemic. Yeah, Brett, I spent uh, some time yesterday just walking uh, through the neighborhood. Uh, I live within walking distance uh, of Wrigley Field, and it was obviously striking. Uh, it wasn't quite the like scene out of a zombie movie that I would have pictured. There were still people, you know, pushing strollers, walking dogs, a couple of construction crews uh, still at work. But just kind of uh, taking that tour, you really get a, a sense of just, you know, how much this is just going to hurt people. There's kind of no way around it just seeing just storefront after storefront after storefront you know, just close and businesses that, you know, do rely on the Cubs and, you know, 81 games and kind of getting through some of the colder months and, you know, making their money um, in the summer. Uh, there was a cool spot on Sheffield outside Gate 16 where you could actually see inside the grass um, is still perfectly green. And I always like, um, you know, when you get to work early and when you can kind of see Wrigley totally empty, it's this very calming, uh, peaceful feeling. So I got that for, you know, at least a couple couple seconds and got, you know, a photograph, uh, you know, on my phone. And as we were, t- we were talking about this off air, but I, mean, I think Wrigley would probably be ready to roll pretty quick whenever uh, teams get the green light to kind of um, – get started again but just kind of everywhere you look you you would just think of what would have been there and you know just completely empty sidewalks um you know just one or two people in the kind of lobby area of the uh l stop um you know they're i'm not sure at this point there may be one or two places that are doing like takeout food but you know for the most part everything you know just kind of shut down and it certainly would have been a nice day yesterday it got a a little cloudy Uh, it was kind of mid 40s but it didn't have that really strong wind that sometimes you get when you um, you get towards the ballpark it was dry Uh, and certainly there would have been a lot of you know kind of pent up you know energy uh, and emotion I think these days will all kind of blend together but you know yesterday was definitely one that you know as we were kind of talking about you know, coverage ideas that, you know, we had kind of circled of, like you're saying, this is kind of, you know, a holiday for, for people to, you know, cut school or leave work early and now you can't go to the office and all the schools are closed uh, in, in Illinois. So um, 
I guess I will say there's one kind of positive thing is that I think people are taking this really seriously that there were not a lot of people out there. I was one of the foolish people who went for just like a walk last week, went down towards the lake. And as soon as I got there, I was like, there are a lot of people here. And it was like every tennis court was filled with people playing doubles. Um, you know, there's a ton of people riding bikes and running and walking their dogs. And, you know, my family, and I kind of walked away like that was not a great decision. And then, you know, like the next morning, uh, Mayor Lightfoot shut down the entire, you know, lakefront and the 606, which I thought was a very good decision. So if there's one positive takeaway from walking around Wrigley, it's that you know, people are kind of grasping the gravity of the situation. I, uh, you know, not to make light of it, but uh, the other positive is this week it has been cold already and it'll continue to be cold. It's not a, it, it wouldn't be a obviously opening day in Chicago is never a beautiful day. But and, and you know, it, baseball kind of transcends the weather at Wrigley Field. I understand all that. But uh, Brett, you would have been drunk and freezing yesterday. All right. You would not have enjoyed that time in the in the bleachers. It would have been awful. Uh <laughs> But uh, I mean, obviously, we'd we'd take cold weather in baseball. I know that we'd take a rain out um, over over why games are canceled right now. Uh, so it's it's hard to to go through these days without without seeing baseball. And, it, and it's reading uh, Patrick's piece and and seeing some of the pictures uh, certainly was jarring because you think about uh, what do we do after those games? You know, we finish up writing, and when it's when we're exhausted and we've we've been on the road or whatever like that, we we do go and grab a beer every once in a while. It's just like okay, you know what? Let's just go grab a beer out in Wrigleyville and. And, uh, you know, it's two in the morning and we can still get get one more before we head back after riding all night or whatever it is. Uh, so those moments are missed. And, and it's it's a little it's a little weird to see how the world is being run right now. But as Patrick said, it's the right thing. And uh, I, I know what I still I, I struggle just walking outside and knowing what the right thing to do is right now when you see someone walking your way and suddenly I'm walking my dog in the street because there's a person approaching you. And it's like, man, this feels really rude, but it's also what we're supposed to be doing right now because uh, I got a social distance. And even though my dog wants to go say hi to that person, we, we can't go run over and have a chat like we normally would. Uh, which is uh, the weirdest part for me. I mean, weirdest. I'm not sure if weirdest uh, holds any meaning anymore. Uh, <laughs> but just to, just trying to go about your daily business uh, is odd, let alone uh, the fact that Wrigleyville is empty, The what should be the start of a baseball season. I kept thinking about, and, you know, obviously I had the wistfulness and the thinking back on so many years past of enjoying opening day at Wrigley and uh, – the obvious and fair sadness and grieving kind of that you have for, for losing that. But I also thought often about how, well, you know, if you want to be positive in this moment and think about the possibility of some day in the future, whether it's this season or next season, but uh, I'll stick with this season for now while it's still on the table that, you know, there, there will be, there could be baseball this year, which will involve an opener. And, you know, I wanted to start having that feeling of like, okay, well, you know, we didn't have it now, but we'll have it later. And it'll be just like this magical moment because of all of the pent up desire and need to resume um, 
getting together for something like this. And then, of course, I realized, um, well, it's possible that's not what it will be. You know, it's possible that if there is a home opener this year, uh, it's still going to be very weird because it might be without me there. And um, that's that is a that too is a sobering reminder of of not only what was lost yesterday and not having the home opener, but just sort of what there is going to be a lot of loss this year, no matter what happens with the baseball season, with anything else, there's just, there, there is going to be a loss, uh, both on a scale, very grand when we talk about, um, truly devastating loss of life, but, but then also to more personal things of just the loss of certain interactions and times together and moments and memories that just will never get made. And I think that what we'll find over time as we experience these things and we look back and, and whatever that version of the home opener is, whether you mean that literally or just metaphorically, I think that we, as people who invest so much of ourselves in sports, because, you know, we do it to be entertained by the sport, but we also do it because we want that communal aspect. I have to believe that whatever the home opener looks like, we're going to find a way to get together emotionally and connect um, you know, we've seen the little bits right now as everybody's on quarantine, you know, of ways that they have found to connect with each other. And so I, I think that some version of something will get us together um, at some point. And I think it will be different. I think it will be, um, it, it, will, it will not necessarily evoke the same kinds of feelings we're used to every year, but that doesn't mean it has to be entirely bad. And I do look forward to finding that way that we do connect over whether it's the start of the baseball season or something else. I just, I think humans have that ability to invent new ways to connect with each other. And so uh, that's the sort of the abstract way I'm trying to remain positive when I'm otherwise meandering through a day like yesterday that's just so profoundly different than what I wanted it to be. It's the it's the latest unanswerable philosophical question of our times. Uh, if Brett Taylor isn't in the bleachers, did the home opener actually occur? That's what we we may have to face that reality. Uh, I'll just <laughs> some, you know what someday I'll, soon. I'll sneak in. I'll sneak. In. I'll just be the guy. I'll get you know what? No, I don't have to sneak in. I'll get a special order from Mayor Lightfoot that says, "Hey, it's safe social distancing if there is one dude." in the bleachers and it'll be me and I'll just be doing dances out there and it'll be that. That's what will make it magical. And everyone else can come together. And that truly would be magical over laughing at, at me. So <laughs> hey, um, Brett, one of the first, one of the first times I hung out with you, Brett was like after one of those home openers and all of a sudden I turned around and you like popped out from behind like a garbage can at Yoxie's. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like like a Sunday night game or something like that. I was like, oh, hey, Brett Taylor, there he is. So uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> we can all recreate that at, at an appropriate distance uh, at the right time when the public health officials uh, can sanction your uh, sneak attacks at, at Yoxie's uh, late night, <laughs> uh, which is a fine establishment for those who have not been there. Uh Yes. Oh, to find another trash can to cower behind <laughs> and thrust myself upon 
the writers of uh, Chicago. Hey, I know you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, good, good times. Good times. That. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're. I mean, you're actually making me a little bit. Uh, a little, little sad. Those, see, that's that's precisely the kind of organically created bizarre moment that can only happen in these, uh, you know, these collective gatherings. So we'll have to, we'll at least figure out some kind of digital equivalent of that. I'll send you a snap or something. Uh, so, do people still Snapchat? Is that still a thing? It feels like that's not a thing. <laughs> it's anymore. Zoom now. You you haven't gotten oh, drunk Zoom. with friends yes. on Zoom yet. <laughs> I, I, I ha- we we have used other ones. Apparently, there's an Amazon version of that, and I've got a buddy at Amazon, so he's like, "Yeah, we got to use ours. We got to use ours." So we have done that. I hope sincerely, by the way, to anybody listening, if you're able to do, you know, one of those virtual happy hour kind of deals, if it's if that's your thing, it really does help. Like it feels very close it's, yeah. to actually be. It's amazing. Like, it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's sad how much um, fun I had the other night. It was it was it was I woke like I told my wife because I fell asleep on the couch and and like stumbled into the bedroom at like four thirty, and the next morning she's like had some fun with your friends on Zoom, huh? <laughs> I'm like that is honestly the most fun I've had in like a month. It was pathetic how, how fun that was. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Uh, well, I would say the same about this very podcast, my friends. It uh, is always nice to talk to you guys. Always nice to participate in this, even in these uncertain times. And even even when the topic of discourse is like, oh, hey, remember that awesome thing that we lost? Uh, still, good to talk to people. Good to be part of this. Hopefully, for you folks listening, um, it's, you know, it's still an opportunity to connect. And we thank you so much for listening. Um, again, this is Ant Waveland. It is Chicago Cubs podcast here at The Athletic. I am Brett Taylor. You can check my stuff at Bleacher Nation. Uh, that's Sahadev Sharma and Patrick Mooney. As always, check their stuff at The Athletic. And we will be back to you folks uh, very soon. Be well, take care, be safe, and have fun when you can. Thanks.